What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Thursday. Well, Thursday night, whatever. Yeah, I'm, I'm calling this Thursday night, uh, July 17th, 2015. You guys are listening to episode 217, and I have a great episode for you guys today. Um, just was in an unfortunate situation. I'm sorry I'm getting this late. I did a show tonight. Uh, I was planned to do this earlier, and... Uh, Last night was insane. It's been a crazy, it's been a crazy uh, couple of days. So, uh, I'll I'll catch you up. I hope everybody had a good week in between. But something unfortunate happened. I did a show tonight at Levity Live with Joe Matteris. Shout out to Joe Matteris. Thanks for having me on the show. Uh, you know, we were just me and Joe were friends. He was there, and he's like, "Hey man, you want to come out? I'm working on new material and stuff." Um. And I was like, yeah, dude, you know, the album's coming out in a couple of weeks. And I was like, let's, let me get, you know, I'm working on some new stuff. So we had a great time. And I'm driving home and there was a horrific, horrific accident. And, uh, yeah, found out some people might have even lost their lives. It's just brutal, man. You're just sitting there and just all these fire trucks and cars and everything. And when you first get into a traffic accident, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, when you first get into a traffic jam because of a bad accident... You're, or, or an accident, and you don't know if it's bad, you're like, fuck, man, I gotta, man, this sucks, and all of a sudden, when you see the severity of it, and you see, like, fire truck, and fire truck, and ambulance, and all these people coming, and then you're just like, man, I hope people are all right, and people are getting out of their cars talking, and you're just worried about it, and it was, uh, you know, pretty brutal, so thoughts and prayers with those, those people and their families, that was brutal, but, um, yeah, so I was sitting in that, and I would have wanted, you know, wanted to do this uh, hours earlier, but uh, anyway, we are not going to start off negative. We'll start off positive, but it's just, it was one of those awful, awful things to see. But anyway, before we uh, get started and go into the show, we you know got the Unacceptables, got a lot of cool stuff that I want to talk about with sports. Um, I have um, just, just some, uh, it's just going to be a full, fully packed TVE today. And um, let's get started. As always, the Verzi Effect podcast is sponsored by GonzoFame.com. Go to GonzoFame for the best, most in-depth interviews with your favorite comedians of today, your favorite up-and-coming comedians. Uh, shout out to Dave Gavry, who runs the website, funny up-and-coming comedian out there in Chicago. Um, and he's just putting together a great, great website that you can hear. Speaking of Joe Matteris, Joe Matteris is on there. I did one on there. Um, Doug Stanhope, Ralphie May, um, Tommy Davidson, Hannibal Burris, just so many. And he's always adding more on there. So please uh, check out Gonzo Fame. Also, uh, Brookings Mediation and John Burton. Uh, Brookings Mediation is a an amazing, amazing uh, service. John Burton's been doing it for 27 years where they uh, sit down. They are not lawyers. They don't give legal advice. What they do is they sit down as a mutual party and they help you settle your, you know, your bankruptcy, your, your, you know, your debt, divorce without going through the legal process and all of the bills that is the legal process and, you know, waiting months for your next trial and all kinds of stuff. It's much less expensive. It's faster. They settle stuff. So definitely check it out. Like if you have anybody out there, and this is could be anywhere in the country, call uh, John Burton or go to brookingsmediation.com. You can call the number 877-415-7770. 
That's 877-415-7770. And if you call, if you're going through a divorce, you're going through any kind of um, bankruptcy or debt settlement, and you decide to take this route, which is an amazing route that not enough people know that they have the option to do. And that's why the show is proud to be a part of of what they're doing over there because um, it's going to help people. And sometimes when you're going through that, you don't have the money that it's going to cost for lawyers and all this. And, you know, you get a shitty verdict from the judge and you can't change it and everything. This is really helping people. So if you call up uh, John Burton at Brookings Mediation and you say that you heard the ad on the Verzi Effect podcast and you're calling because of it, uh, he will give you 30% off, guys. So it is definitely worth a call because the phone call is a free consultation. So check that out. That's Brookings Mediation and John Burton. Awesome, awesome service out there that not enough people utilize uh, all over the world to just have it mediated instead of going through the legal process. Okay. Um, And of course, All Things Comedy, the Verzi Effect podcast is on All Things Comedy. Go to All Things Comedy, the best podcast network there is out there, period. Okay, it's got the best podcast, the best people, and and the people over at All Things Comedy care so much about the artist, and that's why I'm so proud to have my show be a part of All Things Comedy, uh, because they want the artist to thrive. They want the artist to not be, you know, have their hands tied behind their back. It's the best. Follow them, support them uh, on Twitter at All Things Comedy, and go to allthingscomedy.com. You can see amazing podcasts on there. Um, okay. So, let's talk, let's talk the week that was, um, I'm just having one of these weeks where it's really hard for me to get out of bed, and part of it is my fault, but it's also when you get that one day that fucks up your schedule. So I went down to the city, and uh, we shot a scene, so I don't want to give too much away because I want you guys to see it, but what we did, I'll give you guys a quick little... A quick little uh, blurb here on what we did. So we go down to the city, and we went down to the stand, and we reenacted. I mean, there was like, you know, there was directors and producers and all these people putting this together, and, you know, people that have, you know, production people that have gotten things on the air, like big-time people putting stuff together. And we reenacted the Goodfellas scene with comedians who work at the stand, and I was Joe Pesci. My buddy Giannis Pappas was Henry Hill. Mike Racine, funny comic, he played um, he played De Niro. Sean Patton, very funny comic, he played um, Billy Bats. Mark DeMeo, hilarious. All these comedians, I don't even have to list how funny they are. Just just great comedians, funny guys that you know that work at the stand a lot and everything. And I mean, they reenacted it to like the like the lighting. They reenacted it to like the the balloons that said "Welcome Home" for Billy Bats, and it's like redone. And we did it in like a comedic type of way, but very similar. Anyways, we have so much fun, and we're laughing our ass off. But we got so delirious because the shoot went from the shoot went from like I like I think we started the scene at uh, like midnight. And I didn't leave until 4, and I didn't get home until like 5 in the morning. And my kids are up at 7. So do the fucking math, and that's how ridiculously tired I was. 
um, and then, you know, having to get up and take the kids and then stuff, stuff comes up and you can't sleep. Then tonight went out to, woke up early tonight, went out to levity, did all this stuff. So I am fucking like, I'm in, I'm in that like riding on fumes, but I, I feel good, but I'm about to crash. Like it's just all going to come down. So that's where I'm at now, but the scene is funny. And I mean, there were some, I mean, the coolest thing about being a comedian and people always ask, what's so like. What's it like hanging out with funny people and everything? What's it? It's it's an it's an amazing thing because he's some of the funniest people. But I gotta tell you, there's nothing better than hanging out with truly, like genuinely hilarious comedians, and you guys are making each other laugh. I I remember, you know, if if you guys listen to the podcast that I did with Giannis Papas, we were sitting there in Cleveland, and he was like, he's like, do you realize our friends are the funniest people on the planet? Like. And you don't even think about it like that as a company. Like your friends are so funny when you're in this business. And I mean, you have people that are funny and stuff that aren't. You know, you have civilian friends that that aren't in the that are just truly funny people that probably could do it. You come across that, but when you're just around some of the funniest people, and you're genuinely like each other, and you're genuinely making people laugh, like crying, laughing, and at the end of the night, um. At the end of the night, one of the directors had like a thick, um, one of the directors and production people had a really thick uh, Staten Island accent, one of the guys. So we were all delirious at like by four o'clock in the morning and we needed to finish the scene because we first did the scene where I walk in with a, you know, with a girl and I introduce him to, you know, uh, you know, Henry Hill's character and, and De Niro's character. I introduce her to the, 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 you know, the Ray Liotta and the De Niro. And then after I introduce her, all of a sudden, Billy Bat sees me. Oh, get over here. What are you doing? What are you doing? And I'm like, oh, fuck. I go over there. He gets too rough. You know, the whole scene. So we do that whole scene until I walk out. I say, motherfucker, keep him here and all that. And then we had to wait and do all kinds of other angles and other people's scenes. And then after that, we had to come back and finish the scene where I come back in. <clears throat> and we did a little something funny there. So, um... So anyway, there was this director who had a, like a, the, one of the guys that was working on camera had like a thick Staten Island accent and it's four in the morning and we're delirious and me, Giannis, everybody, we're just kind of imitating them. And like, you know when something is funny and you laugh real hard, but when it's four o'clock in the morning and you're kind of delirious, so we're crying, like, I mean crying. And we're like, yeah, yeah, step out of frame over there. You don't. Is everybody okay? Does anybody need anything? Listen, I got to get home soon. And we just were just making fun of the voice. And to the point where we were like crying and falling over like kids. And it was so fucking fun. And it sucked because I knew I had to get in the car. I knew I was going to be in the car for about an hour. And I knew how tired I was. But it was just so much fucking fun. And uh, we had a blast. We had a blast doing it, but it's that night is the reason why I am gonna probably crash early tomorrow, uh, and and uh, try to catch up this weekend. Got some uh, family time this weekend, which I'm looking forward to because I'm going away to Boston. By the way, I hope you guys get your tickets to uh, Laugh Boston. I'll be headlining Laugh Boston. I'll talk about it again at the end of the show, but I'll be headlining Laugh Boston July 23rd to the 25th next week. Come out. I heard tickets are already going, and um, I'm excited about it. You know, I was just in Boston with Bill Burr, 
uh, he did like a legendary 19 show run and I did like 16 of them with him and it was a great time, but I'm just looking forward to getting back there. I love that town and, um, I love, uh, I love doing stand up there and I'm working on new stuff. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, I'm trying so hard guys to stop smoking cigars. Like I've come to the realization where I'm like, look, it's, it's fucking ridiculous. Like, there's a Surgeon General label on the thing that says, can cause cancer, can do this. And, like, to still do it is so dumb. So, my goal is to get down to, like, a couple a month, if that's possible. As opposed to, like, you know, what I'm doing now. But it's just so hard. And then I came across this other one. Somebody said that I should review a cigar. So, here's what I'll do. I don't know if I could review a cigar every show, but I will review a cigar right now. And it blew me away. It was amazing. When I first started smoking cigars, I would smoke Romeo and Julietta's, uh, 1875's, all those, you know, smoke those, the red label, then the brown label reserved and all those. And they're good. They were good. It's a good, like, beginner smoke smoker. Just if you start to get into cigars, it's the lighter leaf. The lighter the leaf is on the outside, the less harsh it is. The darker it is, if you see those dark brown or like black, you know, leaves on the outside, it's going to go to your head and it's going to really, you know, be a be a really strong stick. So then obviously when I started to get a little more, you know, not not an open micer anymore with the cigars, you start to kind of up your game and you get to better ones. And then, of course, you get like really good ones and expensive ones. And then you work your way up to like a cube and you have a cube and it changes your life. And you're like, oh my God, I'm a cigar smoker. And now you know all the good ones at all the levels. But there's some nights you're like, oh, I'll just get this one. Ah, you know what? You know, I don't feel like spending fucking 40 bucks every night on a thing. So maybe I'll get this one. You find good ones. And cigars are like wine. You know the way you can find a bottle of wine? You can find a bottle of wine that's, you know, 12 bucks that's fucking delicious and better than a wine that's 30 bucks. Um, it's kind of the same thing with a cigar. It just depends on the leaf. It depends where you get it. Um, if you guys hear knocking in the back, it's the fucking cats. They're just, the cats are just knocking. They're trying to get in here um, in, in, the, in the room I'm in. So... I would always, now, next to comedy clubs, there's a lot of cigar places. Next to the stand is a smoke shop directly next to the stand with a humidor, which does not help my cause. And I'm in there, and I'm looking in the humidor, and I'm seeing all the kinds of the same stuff. You're seeing the Rocky Patels, and you're seeing the Romeos, and you're seeing um, Oliva, and Punch, and Arturo Fuentes, and all that. And they're all good, and I'm just looking around, acids and stuff, typical ones. And finally, I was like, you know, I haven't smoked a Romeo in a long time. Let me just see what they got. So I opened this little, like, you know, the little tin or the little, you know, the, the little thing holding it and the tube, I'm sorry. And I looked at it and it was soft and it was fresh and the leaf was like a nice color. And I'm like, let me try this. I tried the cigar and it was insane. But here's the thing. A lot of times when you see a Romeo and Julieta, you see the red label, you see the brown label. This one was literally just a gold label wrapped around it. It said Romeo and Julieta, and then on the back it just said Dominican Republic. That's it. And it wasn't fancy. It was like a very basic gold, one little gold strip around and black lettering. So if you see that, and it's in the silver tubing, get it. It is amazing. Um, it was, it kind of gave me a feel when I first lit it like it was close to a Cuban. Um, the closest, one of the closest non-Cubans that I've had. 
So I think, you know, if you guys are smokers and you're into it, man, it, it was one of those where you just are like, oh, my God, it's fucking delicious. So then my friends showed up to the clubs and they were the ones that were smoke Like they, those guys, they, they wanted to smoke that night. That was the one that I got those guys to smoke. And they were like, oh, my God, it's delicious. So, um, but I am trying to stop. And I would advise everybody, man, try to cut back. Because you'll make me feel good. Here's here's, and, I, and I'm not trying to be selfish, but you'll make me feel good knowing that me saying I'm going to cut back, you cut back, and then literally through this podcast, people start cutting back together where they feel better. Because it's just not. And I did notice that when I don't smoke cigars for like four or five days, six days, my energy level is up and I feel better. So it's just all around something that's not good to do, and I got to stop it. The cocaine I cannot kick. I just can't, no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, um, but you ever like do something years and years ago, like early in your life, you know, I, I've, I've, I've dabbled with cocaine before, um, I've stated that, you know, it's, it's not something that I would ever want my kids to do, and it's not, but I've definitely, you know, had a couple of wild nights, and it's funny, after you don't do it for a long time, and then like, you ever just think about it, like, God, what if just one night, like, you knew it wouldn't kill you? You know, and I know you could never say that, but like if you knew it would not kill you, like if you like had a guarantee, like it's not going to kill you, but you're going to party, you're going to be up, you're going to be hungover and all that. It's going to be brutal, but you're not going to die. Like to just get like, just have one night where you're just like with your buddies and you just like go to Vegas and you just fucking blowing rails. There's something about it, even though that sounds ridiculously stupid and irresponsible, there's something about it that just it would be fucking awesome. I don't care what you say. There's something about it that just would be like, oh God, it's fucking amazing. But you can't do it. I won't do it. I'm just... I can dream. Can I, everybody? So, that's the goal. The goal is to cut back on the cigars. Uh, That doesn't mean if you come out to a show, you don't bring one. (laughs) That's the best, dude. The best is when I go to a show and somebody's like, Hey, man, I got this cigar. I heard it's a really good one. I'm like, of course I'm going to smoke it. Uh, All right. Let's see. Oh, did you guys hear about this guy that fucked an alligator in Florida? I, I don't know what it is about Florida. I'm going to get into the unacceptables after this because we got some unacceptables to read. Going to talk some, got some sports. Got a nice show lined up for you guys. So sit back and relax and enjoy your cubicles and, and, your, and your workouts over there. Is everybody okay? Is every, anybody a little parched? Are you a little par- If you're a little parched, just go get some water and come back and wipe yourself down with a towel. That's like one of the guys that was directing. It was so fun. Yeah, we need just two out of the frame. Is is it? Are you hungry? All right. So here's the here's the deal. A guy in Florida apparently got upset with an alligator. This is what I heard. Another comedian told me this. Steve Martin. He does a podcast you should check out called Foolish Thoughts. And uh, I actually said, I go, dude, like like younger up and coming comedians ask me questions, and like even comedians two three years in. Okay, this is the last thing I'm going to say because I'm not going to fucking tell everybody what to do or, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to like say, oh, this is what you need to do. I'm not trying to do that and I'm not, I'll say this. If you're a young comedian and you're serious and you have a lot of thoughts and you have a lot of things to say and you want a platform to do it, do a podcast. Doing a podcast is smart for a lot of reasons. And it will get your voice out there. You'll be able to speak your thoughts into a mic. Maybe if you didn't have another platform. And people just do it and like it. And I told a couple of people. 
Um, I told my buddy Chris Lamberth, and he does the Mundane Festival now, and it's doing great. It's a great podcast. You should check that out. And um, even a younger comedian, a really a newer comedian, is this dude Steve Martin, and he's got one called Foolish Thoughts, and he talks about it, but... I was down at the stand and he came up to the, you know, because a lot of younger comics come out to the stand and hang out. And uh, we always talk and he's a cigar smoker. And I was like, you know, I was outside and it was so funny. I was talking to Nick DiPaolo about it. And like Nick DiPaolo, for you people that know Nick DiPaolo just as stand up, I mean, he's one of the funniest and one of my favorites to watch. He's a legendary comedian. He's so funny. But, I mean, he is as funny off stage. I love hanging out with Nick, and I love talking to him and stuff. And so I just went up, and I was like, did you guys hear about this alligator that fucked? I mean, I'm sorry. Well, I guess you could look at it that way, too. Do you guys hear about this Florida guy that fucked an alligator? And they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah. So Steve had said that he was talking about it on his podcast, and I was like, how crazy is it that this guy fucked it? And I was like, and, I was, and I was, he said that, the guy got mad because it like nibbled at his feet. So to get it back, he like revenge fucked it. But I said on Twitter, I was like, this guy from Florida fucked an alligator. I go, talk about overcoming your fears, <laughs> conquering your fears. But yeah, I used to be petrified alligators. Now I just fucked the thing. So they look at me differently now down at the swamp. <laughs> you just see him. We were talking like he's just pacing around looking at alligators. Just like looking at the swamp, like I will fuck if you even think about poking your fucking head out of that water, I will jump in there and fuck you. Uh, what is going on with Florida? Florida has the craziest, weirdest crimes, weirdest characters. The murder rate is like it's just like what is wrong with Florida? Is is it really something in the water that just like a chemical in your brain is like fuck it? There's I don't care about consequences. I'm going to do something ridiculous like this. It's unbelievable. It's never, it's never certain cities on the East Coast. Like you may occasionally hear something horrible in, you know, Maine or Connecticut or Rhode Island. But like it's always like Florida, some fucking just, you know, I just some crazy crime. How do you fuck an alligator? He tied the little arms, their little fucking little... <laughs> little fucking T-Rex arms. He, he tied him like behind its back. It almost looked like he arrested this fucking thing. I swear to God, when you see a picture, you could just see he like had the thing down on its, and he just had the arms behind its back with like a rubber band on it or something. And it really looked like a, a cop just came and like it was like a alligator version of handcuffs. And this guy jumped on it and fucked it. It's that is like the craziest. I mean, what do you say in jail? What'd they get you for, dude? I was down there by the swamp. Oh, yeah, what, you're fishing without a permit? I mean, you could look at it that way. <laughs> I kind of fucked one of the things, you know. It was just a crazy day. I was like, uh, you know, let me go for it. Nick DiPaolo was so funny. Nick DiPaolo goes, well, you know, he did the better thing. It's better than getting a blowjob from the thing, which is so funny and such a funny take on it. Uh <laughs> He said something about turning it into a pair of shoes. We were just all outside just laughing about it. But I, at the end of the day, that is one of the weirdest, craziest things somebody can do. To fuck an alligator or a cro- I mean, to do anything. even the, I mean, and then here's the funniest part. Then, who else was that? There's a bunch of us talking about it. Um, 
who was out there? Pete Davidson was out there. Chris Stefano. Everyone's out there. And they're going, how did you get arrested for it? I don't understand why you get arrested for it. And I'm like, guys, they're fucking an animal. Like, like that's bestiality. You can't just... Nah, but, you know, come on. It's, you know, a guy fucked an alligator. You got to give him credit for that. That's the funniest, like, Italians are like, well, you know, I mean, it's a hard fuck. I mean, you got to give him... You got to give him points on, like, getting the thing, you know, you know, mounting the thing. I mean, what's next? Guy's going to, like, jerk himself off with a rattlesnake? Yeah, you know, we hold a rattle, put the thing down, it coils around your dick, you pull it, I'll tell you, you get one, you'll get one hell of a jerk. <laughs> it's like, what the, f- I mean, that's how fucking nuts some people are, and that's how much we have, that's what I break it down to, that's how much we have in America. You know, you can go into an Applebee's and get a fucking dessert the size of a, 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 a you know, of a, of a, just a bucket dessert. Just a just a size of like a fucking mop bucket you can get, you know, with like lo- you know chocolate lava cake and all kinds of things, a cookie on top, all kinds of stuff. Now you can have sex with anybody by going on a website. You know, everything is available. That this guy was like, "Fuck it, man, I'm a fuck a gator." That's how crazy and e- think, think about this for a second. You can make. You can order food now through websites. You can go you can go food shopping through websites where they deliver it to you. You could go on Tinder or you can go on all, any of these sites. And a lot of these sites are just, you know, people, you know, women and men who want to have sex. And they'll say it's a date, but they're like done dating or they're never going to get married. And they just decide they're going to have sex. There's, there's things like that. There's fetish websites, you know. Come fucking jack on my feet.com and you could do that. And you jack off on the feet and everybody's happy. It's like... So you could do like it's just you could do anything. You could do anything you want to do in 2015 in the United States. You could pretty much do anything you want to do. Um, and and this guy was just like and the things that you're not hearing about. I mean, you heard a couple of fucking guys that have sex with animals here and there, but an alligator. I would bet you on this earth. Okay, right now there's. There is what seven point six billion people on Earth, and we're still going up and everything like that. Um, I would bet you the amount of people on this planet that actually fucked an alligator with with those with those seven point six billion, the amount of people that actually got onto an, an alligator and stuck their dick in them, I would bet you is less than fifteen people on earth have ever done it I might even say lower now maybe I'm wrong I don't know there's probably some nerd out there trying to figure it out saying well well you know if one guy did it in Florida then you got to think of all the other countries where there's where there's a gator where, where you could I'm, I'm just saying like to go to the length think about that you have to not only like get this thing in front of you you got to tie it up you got to put its your its arms you gotta tie its arms behind. So you gotta just get it ready. Then you have to get aroused, jump on the thing, and start fucking. I mean, it's the craziest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> oh my god! Relatives talking about man, your uncle's crazy, man. Fucking a gator, shit. Bet you gave it to that gator good though, cause you know your uncle, man. Once he gets going, probably had a couple beers in him, man. And was like, I'm going to fuck that gator. And then they just like laughed. Um, 
<laughs> that's like the deep south version of like legendary. Like, man, you do the fucking gator? Oh, man. We used to talk about you in my aunt's house. So that was just something I saw, and I was like, I got to talk about this. How do you, I mean. <laughs> kill it and, like, wear it. You know, wear, like, make a gator jacket, make shoes, make a belt. The, you, the thing bites you, and you get pissed off, and you want revenge. But fucking it? You know. And what about the gator? Now the gator's going through the water just distraught. Not even hunting anymore. He's just like looking for the gator therapist through the... He's just going downstream just looking for like an old wise alligator. And he just goes and sits down and the older alligator's like... Older alligator's like, you know, what's going on? And the gator's like, dude, I don't know, man. Like, I got... I had a bad day, <laughs> and the wise gator's like, ah, we all have bad days, son, you know, just enjoy the swamp, go hunting, stay away from those humans, and you'll be fine, and he's like, ah, well, I got into an encounter with a human, well, that's normal, too, I don't know about that, uh, he kind of fucked me, <laughs> yeah, boy, that's a first. <laughs> oh my god how would you go on like how could you go on normal like how could you go on living like that like knowing you fucked an alligator I mean I know some farmers they fuck sheep and everything like that and that, that's crazy too but I mean an alligator he's got like alligator porn like he's just got like he's just got pictures of alligators all over his wall puts lipstick on the front of him I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm getting delirious right now. Um, let's get to the unacceptables before uh, before it's too late. Here we go. My unacceptable. You know, I don't know which one to pick. All right. So I'm just going to talk about two things that are unacceptable. I'm doing a double dose of the Verzi unacceptable today. All right. Now, here's what it is. Um, I was driving in the car and there's no shoulder and there was a 10 speed and he was not speed. He was not going fast and he knew that I had to go, and he just stayed and stayed and stayed like that car last week, but this was a 10-speed, and I really was in a rush. I had to be somewhere. I had to get my ki- my children were with me. I had to get them somewhere. This guy's going maybe 15 miles an hour in front of me, and the speed limit's like 55, and I'm waiting patiently, and I'm just waiting him to veer, and it got to the point where he, he didn't, and I, it was just nuts, and I had to wait to go around him, but I had to be smart, because if there was any blind turns, I'm not going to fucking get my, I'm not going to kill my family because of this fucking guy, and so I waited for a stretch, and I started to go past him, and I had to come out, and this other, the car just starts, a car starts flying towards me, and I knew I had room, but the way the car was just coming was like scary, and I had to step on the gas and fly in front of this guy and like cut him off, and the other car flew by afterwards, and another, another fucking, could have been another tragedy. Because of these fucking 10 speeds and they have all the laws. I swear to God, I'm not kidding. I want them to get hit. I want this guy's fucking, this guy should have been hit and he should have went flying into the woods in that stupid fucking spandex outfit. It was unacceptable. My other unacceptable, okay, is uh, when I take my son to camp, I have to take my daughter to daycare first and it's far away and you got to get on a highway to go to both. And my son's camp is by me, but it's later in the day. Uh, it's an hour after my daughter and I got to go drive south to get my daughter to her daycare. 
So it's very, very hard at the time my daughter needs to be dropped off at daycare to get my son to camp on time, like always on time. But it's fine. It's never too late. It would always be like a couple minutes. They're still out there waiting. They always give it like a 15-minute thing for all the parents to get their kids to camp. And you got to go up up these woods and stuff. So today, was it today? Yes, today, I, I'm driving there. And my son, you know, I get my daughter to camp. And I get in the car and we fly back. And I'm doing everything I can to get him there on time. And it's just running late. And then there's traffic on the highway. So I'm like, listen, buddy, we're going to be a little late. But it's not. you're not going to miss the first activity. You know, you may have to just... Walk over to it, but you're not going to miss it. So we get there, and they usually take the kid out of the car, take the bag, and then leave and walk him in, and you just keep driving, and you drive down the mountain again, and you leave. I get there like a minute, like a minute or two after the, the, the groups start walking away, like a minute. You could see the groups walking away. And the guy's like, hey, man, uh, yeah, you got, you got to pull the car over to the side now and walk them. That's the rule. Like if you're late and the, and the, and the group starts going... And I'm like, I see the fucking group. I see the group. And this guy just wants to be some fucking ruley guy. And you know what? I thought I like broke through with these people. Like, cause I'm always nice. And one guy like laughed and joked with me. The other guy takes the fucking getting the, the cars in and out real seriously. Like that extra five feet and half a second's going to matter. You fucking dope. You know, but I, I get there and my son's a little late and I'm like, I get out of the car and I start taking the bag and I'm going to walk my son to his group, which is in my sight. And it's not far. I could throw a fucking football to where he needed to go. But I was like, you know what? Since the counselors are kind of dispersing and going away, I'm going to walk my son to where he needs to go. And they're like, well, listen, listen, you got to get back in the car and pull it over to the side and then walk and we can't have cars over there, this and that. So I start walking back to the car with my son kind of pissed and a lady, one of the ladies was really nice and cool. She goes, no, he could wait here with me. And I start walking back to the car, and then um, he's like, yeah, you got to get out of the car, and then you have to walk him. It's just a rule we have. So I actually get in my car, have to back up away from, like, the circle. Like, you go up this hill, and you, there's, like, a circle of cars, and then you go down the hill. So I have to back up the circle, move it to the side, get out, and it's only, like, a 10-yard thing. It's barely anything. I didn't have to fucking do it, saying I'm blocking something. I wasn't. Then I just have to walk my son to where he needs to go, which I have no problem with. So I get I get out of the car after moving it, which annoyed me. And this cool lady, cool as shit, she goes, don't worry, don't worry. You know what? They didn't leave yet. And it is a rule, but we see his group is right there. His group is one of the groups that hasn't even left yet. So I'll walk him right over. You're fine. No worries. And then I get in the car. And I just fucking stared at the guy like when I was leaving. And he stared back at me. And it's like, no, dude, you're a fucking camp counselor. Okay? I don't give a fuck what you do. Okay, with, with your other job. I don't care if you're a fucking lawyer and you think you're big shot. I don't care what you do or I don't care if this is your only job and you take it too seriously. You're a fucking camp counselor of children who are anywhere from probably four years old to whatever grade it goes up to, middle school or high school or whatever it is. Okay, you're a fucking camp counselor. Stop with this. Well, you're going to have to do this and like yelling loud for people to see that like this guy's like showing like some kind of authority. Now, I could understand if I was like if we were really late and, and you know, my son's only like one time we got there like let we had to do something go to a doctor's appointment and get back to camp like an hour and I had to park and walk my son like through the woods or hike with him up to the place that all of his class was in and I got no problem doing it I didn't have a problem moving the car really but like the way this guy yelled it and said it meanwhile he knew that like there were groups still right there it's like come on dude can't you be fucking cool you know he's probably pissed off because it's like middle of the week or not the end of the week or whatever 
and you know, and then it's Friday, and then I'll go there tomorrow, and the guys will like be cool and stuff. And I just hate the way these fucking assholes act. Like, yeah, get the car around, because I, I did an unacceptable on it last year. If if you guys listen that long, that's when that's when the guy was like, come on, come on, go, 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 move around. And it's like, where am I going? There's a car ten feet in front of me. Relax, you're a fucking dope. Unbelievable, fucking unacceptable, man. And I'm saying so. I'm I'm saying something. I'll be like, I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, I understand you guys run a tight ship, and I understand all that. But you guys gotta like, I'm paying for this shit, okay? I'm paying. Me and my wife and I are paying a lot of money for my son to be here. A lot of money. I'm sorry. I gotta get my daughter to her school, and there's a couple of times where if I can't get because of traffic, my son's gonna be a few minutes late. But you guys always give a 15 minute grace period anyway. That's what we were within that, and it was, and the group was right there. Yeah, 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 move the car back, I'm sorry, but you're gonna have to get out and walk him now, that's just the rules, like, what, for, for everybody to hear him act like he's some fucking, you know, I want to be like, dude, relax, what are you getting, what are you getting an hour, let me take out of my wallet what you're getting an hour, let me calm you down, you fucking, pissed me off, man, pissed me off, and I tried being nice to these guys, and like, and I'm tired of that shit, I'm tired of people that like, you, you know, you have to kind of see a lot and you just, instead of wanting a burden or instead of like ignoring them or being pissed, you try to do the nice guy thing. See, that's what I do sometimes. I'm, a, I'm cause I'm a laid back, easygoing guy because shit like that doesn't bother me. And maybe that's a weakness I have. I don't know. But shit like that doesn't bother me. I don't give a fuck. I, I really don't. You know, like if that guy was really cool, he'd be like, yeah, normally you got to move your car and walk him, but she'll do it right there. Cause I don't think they left yet. No worries. Take care. That's what you fucking do. Not like this whole, you got to walk him. Yeah, you got, like, he was happy. That's that's the unacceptable part of this. He was happy of the thought that I had to go back to my car, back it up, get out, and walk my son. He liked it. You're going to have to walk him. It's like, it's like it, you know, and I'm going to say something. I'm going to be like, look, man, like, this is, like, the way you guys act with things and everything. Like, if, if people are here, you know, I understand, but, like, you know, get somebody fucking here to do it. What am I paying for? You know, it's, what am I? What am I paying for? Fucking unacceptable. It's unacceptable. These people that like can be like, if, why? I just don't understand. Like, you're at a job where like you're 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 just you know, kids are like hanging out and fucking going swimming and playing, and it's 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 thirty days long. It's it's one month. Like, why can't it just needs to be like? Can it just be fucking cool? And I know some people, well, you know, Paul, but you know, you shouldn't be late. And if that's the rule, no, no, no. The rule is if you saw this, I'm trying to think of what an equivalent to this would be. This would be like, this would be like if there was a parking space and the parking space was a certain length and your car was within that length, but you it, you know it could have been moved up a certain way somebody like yelling to call it out instead of just being like if yeah dude it's only 1 minute no worries like you don't have to inch up right now because it's you're literally I, that's the one thing i don't think people are understanding i'm literally going to be at this spot when i drop him off for 2 seconds i'm not i'm it, it might not even be a full minute okay when i regularly drop him off so now i would have to left it there and maybe walk like i don't know 50 yards and back so give it whatever that would have been two three minutes that my car would have been there even somebody behind me could have waited like one minute and there was no cars behind me it's fucking unacceptable it's bullshit i'm saying something say something say something to these camp counselors these fucking lifeguards these people that like they they take their job i understand they're watching kids and it's important but give me a break why are you acting like that was it a warden what are these kids getting shanks and fucking going no 
This kid's going fucking swimming in a second. His, his friends are sitting like a, a, two seconds away. Fucking unacceptable. Let's get to your guys' unacceptables. Yeah, you know, it's just the rules. You're going to have to walk them, so you know, and you got to move the car. Really, officer? What are you doing later? Going to your fucking job at GameStop? All right, this is from... Uh, all right, this is from Mark Lanzo. And uh, this is his unacceptable. He says, So, Paul, I'm at the grocery store picking up dinner for me and my wife. As I was at the deli, just looking, trying to decide what to buy, this behemoth rolls her fucking um, mobile cart or mobility cart over next to me. I am trying not to look at her because I was starving and didn't want to lose my appetite. But I hear a strange sound coming from her. Every fiber of my being is telling me not to look, but my curiosity gets the best of me. I know exactly what you mean. It's like you got to... Uh, what I saw can never be unseen. This savage had to weigh around six, oh man, six to seven hundred pounds. And she was face first in a, uh, face first in a bag full of sandwich meat. Her stomach was, oh my God, was hanging about a foot out of the bottom of her shirt. And the shirt itself looked like an aftermath of fucking war zone. She kept rolling closer and closer to the point we were almost touching. Uh, my fight or flight instinct kicked in. I thought I was going to have to shoot my way out. I was going to buy a bucket of chicken, but instead opted for a nice healthy salad. We are going to need a re reinforced cage for this animal. Oh, man. That's... And you know what she's doing too, which is hurting her causes. It's bad enough, like she's there and she's struggling, like six or seven hundred pounds, which is not easy for anybody. But and it's bad; people are gonna see that. But the fact that she's just going in face first into like meat is just it. That doesn't help the cause. You know, it's it just doesn't help the cause of uh, you know what. It's just tough. It's just tough. Thank you for the submission. Um, this next one is from Ryan Watton. And uh, Ryan says, I recently took my girl to the movies, and as always, everyone has to use the bathroom uh, after the movie is over. I go to take a quick pee and of a piss, and of course the bathroom is packed. I see an empty stall and make my way over to it. When I get there, there was a massive fat fuck squeezed into the small stall with all of his clothes off, taking a shit with the door wide open. He then yelled at me, like it was my fault for interrupting his shit. I told him he was fucking gross and to have some respect for others. He continued to yell at me as I was taking a piss across the room. As I was washing my hands, I noticed him trying to get out of the stall he crammed himself into, still yelling at me. He goes to get, what? He goes to get up and falls on his face. I laugh, just walk out. This is unacceptable. Order this fat fuck a triple... XL cage and stuff his fat ass in it. Love the podcast. Thanks for the laughs. Wow. How you taking a shit in a bathroom with the door open in a public bathroom just shitting? And even if you're crammed in there, you if you're if your ass is able to sit down and cram into a bathroom stall, you, the door is going to be able to be closed. 
You know, so that's just ridiculous, man. That's good for you for saying he's gross. What was he yelling at you? That's what I don't even get. Like, what? A man can't shit with the door open in front of strangers, stinking up the joint, looking like a fucking animal? This one is from Joseph Myers. Joseph says, A lady brushing her teeth in the parking lot, spitting onto the ground, gargling water in her mouth, and spitting that onto the ground also. Ever heard of a bathroom, you goddamn animal? <laughs> Get in the cage. Uh, I hope that it's just my show, and I don't think it is, but I hope it's just I have this like unbelievable fantasy that would be great to have it just be my show that gets all these people like that we're finding and like this is not going on anywhere but like certain places and my the people who listen to my show are finding it but you know what this is happening everywhere you know people are fucking alligators guys i mean what do you think i mean how about how's that for an unacceptable i mean that that's like you know insane okay this is from logan allen and he says first off thank you so much for recommending uh, Commander's Palace a few months ago. Oh, you went to Commander's Palace. Awesome. A few months ago while passing through New Orleans on the Billy Bible Belt tour. My, gor- my girl and I just got back from the Big Easy, and this place made the trip for me. You know what, uh, Logan? It made the trip for me, too. Going to Commander's Palace was what made the trip for me. If anybody goes to New Orleans, you got to go to Commander's Palace. Um, I'm so glad you did. I'm glad you took the recommendation. Uh, here we go. I couldn't really tolerate the... Um, yeah, the abomination that is Bourbon Street area. So it was nice to see some respectable uh, respectability in a city otherwise known for their uh, annual herd of the worst kind of animals imaginable, Mardi Gras. Anyway, I have a few quick unacceptables for you. Okay. When sitting at the booth in some restaurant, the amount of space between the table and seat back is unacceptably wide. I either have to hunch forward and inhale my food like a barbarian so I don't spill on my lap, or pray the food remains on my fork as it makes the two-foot trek from the plate to my mouth. That's funny, and that's right. I'm a relatively thin guy, but what tub of shit needs over two and a half feet for their sad excuse of a torso? It's unacceptable. If your gut is that large, you need to drop not a table. You need a trowel, <laughs> not a table, sir. Uh, okay. Man buns. Um, either put it. Man buns. Either put it in a ponytail. Oh, okay. Oh, I got you. Either put it in a ponytail or let it throw freely. Amount of hair pulled highly tight together with a tiny rubber band on the center of your head is um, preposterous. It looks like someone took an ice cream scooper of of barbershop trimmings and plopped it directly onto the hipster onto hipster noggin or they found a hair colored christmas bow and taped it on their head before mounting their fixed gear bicycle fucking enough already with that circus sideshow wow you're going in logan here we go graphic t-shirts with bold letters that say swag 
or damn I'm good or any other of the fantastically awful expressions every time I see one I automatically think the opposite of what the shirt is trying to tell me the only text I see is tool or not athletic or attention seeker grow up d-bags you don't look cool (laughs) cage in your future that's a great one and I love it and you got to hear Jim Florentine rant about that Jim Florentine's like uh it just killed this, like I said, someone's like, call CSI, because I just killed this, something like, just these awful, like, shirts that he sees at, um, like, in the gym and stuff, just awful shit, um, uh, that's all for now, thanks again for the laughs each week, much love from Milwaukee, um, here we go, what does this say here, P.S., I work with Kelly Meyer, and he is indeed an animal of epic proportions. If you have a gig anywhere within six-hour radius, we'll be in front row with a couple of sticks with your name on them and after the show. Take care, man. Best. Logan, uh, here we go, man. Um, I will do that. I will take you up on that. I don't care where I'm at in the cigar smoking process. Um, you guys are loyal listeners, and you guys have great unacceptables and funny stuff and funny stories, so... Uh, yeah, man, bring it on, and I'll be out there, I'll be out there soon, so thank you so much for the submission, here we go, Uh, um, this one is from Mark O'Brien, Mark O'Brien says, um, Hello, Paul. My wife and I are stoked that you are headlining in Boston in July. We saw you open for Bill Burr in May and really wanted to see one of your full sets as you killed at the Wilbur. We will see you on Friday night, and again, we can't wait. Well, thank you so much. Now for my unacceptable. A few years ago, while food shopping with my 8-year-old son, we had this crazy experience. While waiting for my son to decide which type of fresh roll he wanted for his sandwich, I was cut off in line of the uh, fresh rolls cut cut off in front of the line fresh roll section <clears throat> excuse me let me sip my uh, ginger ale here all right <clears throat> see yeah and I'm fucking coughing all right smoke another cigar all right so you got cut off on the in front of the fresh roll section you know the individual uh, rolls in the glass case this 50-something-year-old man with yellow fingers, a barrel chest, uh, emphysema. Uh, to- okay, so what did he... Okay, so he tore and tattered clothes, and uh, with torn and tattered clothes and a very ripe smell about him, just walked right in front of me. Ugh, that's the worst. This guy is a regular in the store, as I see him all the time, and, uh, and no... He's not homeless, just disgusting. Being a nice person that I am, I let him go in front of me, figuring he'd uh, get a roll and leave. Boy, was I wrong. This dirty fuck starts fingering all the loose, fresh rolls to see, ugh, if they are fresh. That's fucking gross. I chime in. That makes me so scared about shopping. I chime in that he should really be using the paper they put, yes, then when the donuts and the bagels, they put that paper out there, exactly. They put out to handle the rolls, but no, he ignores me and keeps on fondling all the rolls. I again remind him that it's not right to be handling the rolls with his bare hands, and he again ignores me. No, he wasn't deaf either. 
while I now get in front of him, blocking his way to the case, and in my Irish whispered say to, say to him, if you touch another roll with your bare hands, I'm going to bury your head in the watermelons behind and hold you there until you die, until you drown. Wow! <clears throat> That's awesome, and I know my older brother Christian is listening to this right now, loving you. You just became his favorite listener because... He loves shit like that. Um, okay, so I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm talking in between here. Um, so you said to him that you were going to bury his head in the watermelons um, and then, you know, until he drowned. And he said, uh, I outweighed this guy by 75 pounds, so I was in no way in danger of him hurting me. And let's be honest, I wasn't going to really drown the guy in watermelons either, but I had to make a point, and I did. He left muttering uh, to himself what an asshole I was, and I stood there beaming at my success. I noticed my son standing off to the side with a big alligator <laughs> alligator tear running down his cheek. I, it, I had just completely freaked out my son. The guy was right. What an asshole I am. Unacceptable. To act that way in front of my son was a disgrace, and I was ashamed. It took me the rest of the afternoon to calm him down, even though the other guy should be locked away in a cage from the fresh bakery products. I was the bigger asshole. On a lighter note, the guy died a few weeks later. What? I'm not sure how, but I can only hope he choked on a roll. One last thing. My son is now 18... And off to college this fall. He constantly reminds me what an asshole I was to this day. And refuses to go food shopping with me. So you say, wow, dude. Wow. That's a great story. And I mean, I feel bad for the guy, you know what I mean? But, you know, as you, sometimes you wonder like what somebody's existence is. If they're just like smelling and dirty and yellow and... It's just like, you know, and you feel bad if the guy had a health issue, but you can't be putting your fingers in a fucking roll. I mean, you did the right thing. And it seems to me you asked him a couple of times. That's just amazing that your son remembers that. But thank you for the submission. Uh, okay, there's a quick one from uh, Jesse Fuca, and it says, uh, I saw this animal walk past me yesterday, couldn't get a picture from the front, but he was coming out of a restaurant where he was clearly on a date with this girl. Uh, he was wearing a dress shirt, slacks, a tie, and friggin' sandals. What the hell? Put him in a cage, and then you sent me a picture, and I will de describe to the uh, listeners what I'm looking at. Yeah, so it's basically a couple, and she's at fault, too, because she's wearing sandals or slippers. But I guess, you know, if it's a guy taking you on a date, he does. He's got a button-down blue shirt, black slacks, and he's wearing fucking black flip-flops. It looks ridiculous, and you're absolutely right. I mean, either, listen, if you're going to wear flip-flops, wear a fucking bathing suit. At least somebody will be like, oh, the guy was at a pool all day and he didn't feel like changing. That's, that's better. Okay. A couple more here. Uh, Jason Travis says, hey, Paul, love the show, man. Sorry this is going to be a long one, but uh, this just so bad I had to send it in. It's not that long. It just doesn't look that bad. So the other day I was in Walmart, and yes, I already know I was asking for it, Paul, by going into that zoo of a store, but this was just uh, this was just ridiculous. So to start, Paul, I went into uh, the Blimpies, 
that was in the Walmart and order three sandwiches, and I'm not even exaggerating, Paul, it took 45 minutes for the sandwiches to be ready. Then after I eat, I begin to shop, and shopping goes off without any problems, but then when I go up to check uh, to the check outline, the idiot who was ringing me up apparently didn't know how to use the machine or was trying to rip me off even though his badge said he had been working there for 15 years. This asshole rings me up three different times and the first time it came out to $80, which let me um, be clear was way too much. I had five items. Then the second time it comes up to $75. Uh, I told the guy that it was still not right. Then he rings me up a third time and it comes to $60. So at this point, I asked to see a manager. But this asshole wouldn't tell, uh, wouldn't tell me who his manager was. Oh, and I almost forgot. While he was ringing me up, um, one of the supervisors was talking to him about how there was money missing from his drawer the day before. Oh, wow. So uh, after debating with this guy for a good 10 minutes, I eventually got fed up and told this asshole that he shouldn't be getting uh, an attitude with me because he didn't do anything with his life. So he's been stuck doing this shit job for 15 years. Then I went to customer service to have somebody else ring me up. And when they finished ringing me up, and Paul, no joke, it came to $50. That's $30 less than the dumb fuck running the cash register wanted to charge me. When it was all said and done, I told the customer service woman maybe they should hire people that know how to work a cash register. Love the show, Paul. Sorry again for the link. Uh, thank you, biggest fan, Jason Trevor. Thank you, Jason. Um, yeah, you know, unfortunately, and I know I don't mean any disrespect to any of my listeners that work at Walmart. I really don't. And, you know, I, it's just, there's something about stores like that. I don't know what it is. It happens at Target too. And it happens at stores that really have good shit that you need. You know, at the end of the day, people can make fun of Target and you can make fun of Walmart. Well, Target's kind of better, but like, like, you know, Walmart and all these places. But at the end of the day, you can go there and get shit you need. If you need razors, if you need fucking shaving cream, if you want to buy a fucking Samsung TV, you can go to these places and buy it. It's just for some reason, the fucking level of service and the people behind these counters are fucking brutal. Thank you so much for the submission. Um, here we go. This is from Wensley, uh, Talleyrand. And he said, Wensley says, Hey, Paul, huge fan. Been listening to the show for a little over a year now, and you definitely raised my awareness for unacceptables around me. I work at a fast food restaurant, Wendy's. And on an average, I spend around 10 minutes daily cleaning the bathrooms. Oh, boy. And you would not believe, uh... For that little amount of time, how many people I see go in, do their business, and then not wash their fu- their fucking hands, then go back out and eat like nothing happened. So gross. If only I had a cage for each time these animals did that. Uh, by now, I would be running the most exotic zoo out there. Unacceptable. Put them in a cage. Yeah, that's gross. Do you know what it feels? There feels like a violation or something dirty when you do that too. You know what I mean? Like you ever just like it, it, it? Just something feels off when you do that. Like if you ever walk, or like you just forget. You're like, oh man, I gotta go back. Like it's just like, I remember one time me and my son, and I was getting my son ready. My son went to the bathroom. I washed his hands, and I was so concentrated on him, I forgot that I took a piss. And like we start walking out, I'm like, oh wait, I gotta go back and and do that. But that's gross. And um, yeah, thank you for the submission. 
All right. Uh, this is from this is from James Russo. It says, "Hey Paul, you know I love uh, what does this say? Paul, you know I love you so. I'm just gonna jump, uh, gonna get right in. Flying to Chicago, drop off my uh, checked bag with the curbside attendant. I didn't have anything more than a dollar to tip the guy with, so I give it to him. Paul, I look back uh, of disgust he gave me. Oh, the the look of disgust he gave me." Fired me all the way up. This animal didn't even say thank you. Nobody has any respect anymore. Anyway, keep up the great work, sir. We'll be in New York between. Okay, so you you didn't have much money. Yeah, I I today I felt bad, and it's funny you said that. Today I I you know I went down to the AOL show. Um, for the I don't know, and I don't even know if I mentioned this to you guys. Um, but uh, I am a contributing writer and act. Uh, and sketch actor for um, AOL original show Two Point Lead Now that Giannis Papas hosts. And you guys got to check it out. It's it's a really funny show. Um, we actually had a meeting down in the city today, and one of the sketches I was in, I don't know if you guys saw the Housewives sketch, but it made, like, since the show existed, like, it made their top, like, their, like, highlight reel, like, of that, of that. And it, it's really funny, and there's a lot of funny ideas that are going to be coming out. It's basically, for you guys that don't know, it's a sketch show and a comedy Man on the street sketch. Just it's basically a comedy show, but all involving sports, and uh, I'm involved in it, and it's really great. And it's hosted by my dear friend Giannis Papas. So check it out. Just go to Google and uh, type in two AOL two point lead, and you could see it. You could also they have their own channel, YouTube channel, and all that. Um, so today I went down there and I put my car in a parking garage, and when I got the car back, I just noticed that I paid, you know, I paid thirty three dollars to have my car there for the day. But I didn't have cash on me, and I just told a guy. I was like, "Look, man, I'm a tipper. I am a tipper. I uh, I believe in tipping people. I believe in tipping people over twenty percent. I believe in like making somebody's day with your tip, or at least making that that part of their day. Oh man, you know what? I may be getting shitty tips, but this guy kind of helped me out. I believe in doing that. Unless you're a complete asshole and you suck, like I believe in tipping people. I believe it. You know, you just want to put put good things out there for people. You know, these people. It's hard, man. It's hard. So I didn't have cash on me. And like I just, I just told a guy. I was like, I was in a rush, I was, and I like, I'm, I, I tip all the time. I, I didn't feel like, you know. And I just said, hey man, I'm sorry. And he was, he was, no, no problem, no problem. So now, if I ever use that garage again, I'm gonna take care of the guy. But, you know, for you to give a guy something and then be disgusted, it's like, all right, well, fuck you. Then. I'm not gonna give you anything. Okay. Uh, so, all right. This is uh, from Asan Odin. Unacceptable. Having I like tears for fears stuck in my head because Paul Verzi wants to stop repeating it. Funny as hell. Unacceptable. Put your tongue in the cage and send that shit back to 1980. Everybody rules the Everybody wants to rule the world. And this is the last one. Um, this is the last one here. And uh, when was this? Yeah, so this was... the. This is the last one we got. So this is from Josh Innocent. And Josh says... Did I read this one before? I don't think so. If I, okay. Hi, Paul. Uh, I've got a good unacceptable for you. It's not too long, and it's no Kelly IBS story, but it's pretty damn close. Yesterday, uh, about with terrible gas. Yesterday, I'm having a te- about terrible gas. Usually for me, that means dark clouds before a thunderstorm. I know I'm uh, do a trip to the restroom. There have been a couple of incidences at my office where I nearly liquidated my underwear. With the uh, with a rear end surprise, but thankfully I had the wherewithal 
and the common sense to avoid natural releases every time. Well, I made it well beyond the day into the end of the night. It's bedtime, and I'm just scrolling the internet before I hit the bricks. I feel gas bubbling up in me, and me being uh, by myself say, Hey, what the hell? And let her rip. <laughs> That's hilarious. Just like, yeah, hey, what's going to happen? You know, I'm by myself. I'm going to bed. Uh, big mistake. Big fucking mistake. I gambled hard and lost it all. I shit my pants. It was uh, instantaneous. I felt like I sat on a warm apple pie. Paul, I am 28 years old. I'm likely going to be somebody's father. And I shit my pants. Especially because of my own... Uh, is this here? Hold on. I lost my place. Uh, because I lost my own hubris. Uh, what kind of example would I send to a potential son or daughter if if I let it rip and soak myself in liquid shit? The absolute worst part is my room is no less than 10 feet from the bed bathroom. The level of animal you'd have to be to shit yourself several feet from the toilet is unreal. Cage me up, but make sure you pad it with newspaper. <laughs> I'm simply unacceptable. Listen, we all, I think I would say my guess, my percentage, my percentage of people that have shit their pants in the world, I think 83% of people have shit their pants. I have shit my pants, like not full flat. yeah, maybe one time, one time I remember I was talking to a couple of buddies at a food court in the mall, and I'm just sitting there, and I just shit my pants, and I just was like, I couldn't even comprehend what I did until I, it was like, took a second, I think everybody shit their pants once in a while, um, it happens, my wife told me, I obviously can't mention names, but I remember my wife telling me, that one of her girlfriends did at the time. She's like, yeah, so-and-so shit her pants and everything. And they were all laughing. I was like, what? Uh, let me get through a couple of... Uh, th- th- so thank you. Those are the unacceptables for TVE at uh, Gmail. So send those send those uh, out. And, um, you know, I will read them. Thank you for that. I'll do a couple of Twitter ones. And we'll get into some sports. Let's see. How much time are we doing here? What are we at? Oh, an hour and five minutes. We'll be all right. Uh, okay, this is uh, from Tony Kren at T Kren. That's K R E N N twenty. At oh Joe Matteris, who I did his podcast today. Check out Fixing Joe. I did Joe Matteris's podcast today. Uh, Joe Matteris, Paul Verzi, great episode. Uh, guys, Verzi is right about Rotten Tomatoes. They gave that piece of shit Mad Max ninety eight percent. Yeah, that's one thing. Rotten Tomatoes is not the end all be all. Like they they're good sometimes, but I'm telling you, sometimes they get it wrong. Um, they really do. Sometimes they're just like it's it's not. They they're like you can't tell me a movie's twenty five percent good, and have like all the movies be like that. Like. And it's also subje- it's also like what your opinion is. Now, don't get me wrong. Sometimes they nail it. They absolutely nail it. But I just... Come on, man. This one is from Anthony uh, Tallarito. Tallarito. Was it when people drive on the highway and slow down when they see a cop on the opposite side with somebody pulled over? Unacceptable. Yep. The worst. Worst. They're rubbernecking. They see lights. They're like a fucking cat with a laser light. They can't not look at it. It's ridiculous. Um, 
Here we go. TJ Hernandez at TJ Hernandez. Oh, wait. Did I do the other one? Hold on. Did I, I'm sorry. I got to get that guy's name. And... Fuck. That was at, at uh, Tararito31. T-A-L-L-A-R-I-D-O-31. Okay. Sorry about that. So this one is from... TJ Hernandez at TJ Hernandez, capital TJH and then ER, you know, Hernandez, whatever. Uh, Paul Verzi, unacceptable, walking past somebody and they don't move the shoulder out of the way. What's better, call them out or don't move either? That's a really rude power play controlling thing that they do when somebody's walking and they don't just get out of the way. What a real person does, what a real gentleman does, or what a real woman does, or lady, whatever you want to say, what the real person does in that situation is they move and say, excuse me, sorry, and it's nice, and that's what it is. But nobody's got, you know, these fucking tough guys, they got nothing else to worry about than somebody bumping them so they could get into a fight. This one is from Grease Tank at F. Uh, F Coletti, F-C-O-L-L-E-T-T-I-61. Paul Verzi, definitely not electric. Mercedes parked in reserve spot for electric cars. Uh, Cager. Inconsiderate. This is from Momo at Morgs, uh, M-O-R-G-S-1223. Wow, someone uh, is buying. What is it? I can't see that. And my tickets to see Paul Verzi on my birthday so exciting. Opposite of unacceptable. Okay, so this is Momo is saying that they're getting tickets to see me for their birthday. And it's opposite of unacceptable. You know what it is. And please come up to me and let me know that it's your birthday. And um, I would uh, like to personally wish you happy birthday. And thank you for coming to my show. Um, next one is from Josh Sellers at Joshua D. Sellers. And it says, Paul, I love boxing movies, but can't stand the real thing. Hashtag unacceptable. We're going to talk about it. Next one is from Chris Frost at MNF Frosty Boy. Uh, Activia ads. Older women talking about gas pains. My husband won't sit next to me for two years. Absolutely unacceptable. (laughs) Uh, All right. What is this? Somebody sent me a picture of... Somebody sent me a picture. Brent Mormon at Brent M778 just sent me a picture of this disgusting like fluid or something in somebody's refrigerator and it was just so gross. Uh, next one is from Brent Mormon at Brent. Oh, okay. This is, I'm sorry, same guy, but he just sent it twice. And he sent me a picture of a refrigerator open and liquid. And I guess this is what he was saying. When your roommates are animals and leave leaked chicken blood in the vegetable drawer at the bottom of your fridge. Yep, that's fucking nasty. And that's a shitty roommate. All right. Let's see. We might be done, guys. And we'll move on to something. But every time I say that, I find one. But let me see. No, we're good. Yes, we're done. Thank you guys for all the unacceptables. Keep them coming to Twitter. Keep them coming to uh, unacceptables for TVE at gmail.com. Now we got to talk sports. The first thing I'm going to say is this I have been arguing with people about this Christophs Porzingis. Now they're saying, wow, the, the Knicks look like geniuses. Okay, this is all I'm going to say. 
it absolutely makes no sense to me how people who don't know, people who don't know anything about scouting, anything about basketball, anything about what the kid did in Europe, anything about the four pro years he played from a 16-year-old, the guy's 7'1", his jump shot is absolute water. It's ridiculous. Nobody knows anything. They just see an unflashy, tall, white kid, and they associate it with worse than a black guy, which I guess a lot of times you can, but here's the thing about this kid. He had three blocks against the Spurs, I think 12 points in 17 minutes. His shot is ridiculous. He's energetic. He loves to play. A scout told Phil Jackson he's a -a once-in-a-lifetime player, and you have to get him first, okay? They're saying that he is... You know, now they're like, oh, it looks good. It's like, just calm down. Nobody knows how good he's going to be yet. But to say he's going to be a bust and boo is just a bunch of fucking dopes who don't know shit. I think this kid is going to be awesome. I'm calling it right now. This kid is going to be awesome, and I love what he's doing. He went up against Okafor on the 76ers, the guy who they said was going to be number one pick. I think he went number three before... um, before Przingis, and he he blocked them three. Przingis blocked them three times last night. Um, they're saying his shot is insane, and people, me and Giannis have been arguing. Me and Giannis have a hundred dollar bet that I think in three years the kid's going to be amazing. And then today Giannis said to me, he goes, "Yeah, his, his shot is good, but you know, a lot he still thinks he's going to bust. But I don't. I think he's going to be good, and I just think that the kid has a will. He's smart. And this is the other thing. I said something about this kid talking in an interview." And people are like, oh, so what? He's good in an interview. Can't. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is it's the same thing as LeBron James. When these people talk smart, when you listen to Andrew Luck talk, even when he was coming out of Stanford, you're like, oh, my God, this kid fucking gets it. This kid gets it, and he's proven it, and he's doing well, and I hope he lights up the garden, and I think we have a big-time player, and I'm really excited about it. Now, another thing I wanted to talk about sports in this episode is the UFC. Those fights were insane. I, I'm i going to say this now. I'm making this statement. Circling 217. I have always liked boxing better than UFC. I love boxing. I love watching boxing. I love when a big fight. I love when a big anticipated fight. I could count for the last 10 to 15 years, I can count on one hand epic fights. Epic Okay, Arturo Gotti, rest his soul, versus, you know, Mickey Ward. That's epic, those first two fights. That's like Rocky shit. Okay, then I think there was a Marquez fight against, uh, not Pacquiao, but Marquez fought, I don't know if it was whoever he fought, it was a great fight. Floyd Mayweather fights, he wins on points. There's not a good fight in boxing until like maybe once every nine months. The heavyweight division is a joke. You still got those two Russian brothers dominating it. What are they, 60 fucking years old? I mean, it's an absolute shit show. Boxing is a shit show. I ordered this UFC fight. I had Saturday night off, and it was just me and my son. And um, we had a just a great time. Me and my son. Oh, I saw the Minion movie. Yes, we saw the Minion movie. I'll talk about that after. But last Saturday, I knew I saw a movie after Ted 2, and I couldn't figure it out. So my son and I are hanging out. My wife and daughter are at my mother-in-law's, and they're sleeping there. And um, I was off, and it was me and my boy. And I took my boy out to ice cream, and we went out. We did some stuff. We went to the movies. 
And it was Saturday, and I knew he was going to go to sleep, and I had nobody over the house, didn't have any friends over, it was just me and him. And I order these UFC fights, and my son was even into, like, the first, like, six years old, and he was, like, into the first one. He was like, wow, this is interesting, this is cool. And then, like, with all the blood, I'm glad he kind of fell asleep because it started to get bloody, but every fight on that card was so good, so, like, riveting, the backstories, you find out how much the guys like each other, don't like each other. I was wrong. I, I thought that it was just whatever. And after this, you know, the and, and I wanted to see what's his name. I, at first, I liked McGregor. But then I just listened to him. I got annoyed. And I wanted this kid to beat him. And I think the kid... Listen, anybody saying that that guy lost or was it... Or the guy had a control, like, like uh, McGregor said, that he was in control and he dominated the fight. That's bullshit. He got his ass kicked in that fight. That kid got his ass kicked in that... That kid, Conor McGregor, got his ass kicked until... Until that kid got up and got gassed and had his hands down, he was beating him. He, he bloodied up his head, then he was smothering him. But when he stood up, his hands just went down. I almost was like, is this fixed? Like, why is the kid's hands down? Had absolutely nothing left. And, you know, just the way the guy talked shit, I didn't want him to win. But all in all, those five fights were so entertaining. I was just watching. Like, I want to get the Ronda Rousey fight. That's like, I just, it's so good. Every fight means something. These guys are like bleeding. Dude, that one guy looked like somebody put an Uzi in his mouth and just, I mean, that one kid that just finally his nose just shattered and he couldn't go on anymore because that guy Lawler beat him, the, the champ guy beat him. Oh my God, that was insane. I mean, unbelievable. I am in. It is better than boxing. Boxing needs to do something very drastic. It's losing people, and 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 the UFC is taking over. They got a great product. Dana White is crushing it, and I loved it. I loved it. I want to get the Rousey fight. You know, I love how like these guys just their, their instincts to fight is crazy. I was wrong, man. I shit on it. I'm I'm in. I'm full on in UFC now. Uh, the last thing, Bruce Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner going up at the ESPYS. Um, I thought what he said was meaningful. I thought, you know, wants to save a life for somebody that's going to die if or somebody that could die because they're being bullied or they're being I mean they're being murdered or they're committing suicide. So he wants to, you know, he's talking about certain people that you know, one guy committed suicide, but it was like 2 days before his Diane Sawyer thing and he could have saved a life so it bothers him. I get all that. I get that he's trying to make a statement and help people um you got to feel bad for a guy who went decades and decades feeling like something else than what he was, but he didn't want to like disappoint people or feel. You got to feel all that, you know. And I'm not trying to be funny here. The only problem I had is, dude, just watching that dude get up in a dress. Like, I mean, and and I'm not trying to be disrespectful. Like, I'm not. I I I truly, truly believe in my heart that people who are gay, transsexual straight, I believe everybody should just be able to do what the fuck they want to do and be left alone, and I think anything other than that is is inhuman and um, just ridiculous, but watching a guy who was like a man's man like that, it was it was just kind of like, what? like, it's not even in a way, oh, you can't get over it, get over it, no, I get it, I understand, it's just like, but just seeing that, you know what I mean, like, it just, it just would be like, I don't know who like a good example in football would be. 
But like, I just like if Don Mattingly shaved his beard and just got up in a fucking skirt, like you're just like, wow, wow, man, it's pretty wild. And then having all your children sit there watching you as a woman, like it's it seems, it was just really like surreal. I don't know if I'm the only one. It, I felt like it was surreal. Like almost like he's just gonna be like, ah, I'm fucking witches, you know? <laughs> it's like. Because it's it's different then it's just it's just like different when I think a guy was that good of an athlete too, and you've known him that long as an athlete. See, that's what it is too. A lot of these people wanted to do it, and they did it earlier. They were like, "This is who I am." This guy felt like he couldn't, which is really sad. And I'm happy for her. her. I'm sorry, her, him. I'm sorry. I'm happy that somebody got to really go on with their life and like move forward. And like you saw the relationship he's got with his mom. But I, I mean, I think it's just like it's just funny to see that. Like, I gotta tell you, dude, Caitlyn Jenner is like looks good. You know, for a sixty-five-year-old, you know, woman that was a man. I mean, she looks great. She's got a relationship with her mom now. All this stuff, but the voice, just his voice, didn't change, and he's just standing there in like a nice dress, and it's just it's kind of weird. And I know he still has his dick. And he wants to be with women. So the whole thing is just like, whoa. You know? But you know what's good about it? I really think that it's good about it to like open people's minds. Because like, like, who is anybody to say well, somebody should be happy? I'm not going to lie. I used to be an ignorant dude. I used to be ignorant. I used to make jokes about race until I traveled. I never was racist. I never had racist, racism in my heart maliciously. But you'd say jokes and you'd say things that you know if the other people heard it would be hurtful to them. And then you travel and you meet people and you find out that so many people are great no matter what they are. And like that's what this guy is doing and hopefully going to do for the transsexual people. It was just like, but just watching like broad shoulders and the fucking, you know, the voice. And uh, it was just kind of surreal, man. We had a big discussion today about like, you know. If you were like with a chick and you found out she had a dick and we like me and my friends were talking like, would you keep going? And I was like, no. And I was like, some of my friends were like, why? And I'm like, because there's a dick, man. And, and they were like, oh, that's bullshit. That's like, that's not. And I'm like, no, it's not. He was like, so wait, you mean to tell me a couple of my buddies. Excuse me. They were like, so you mean to tell me if you're hooking up with a, you know, you're hooking up with a hot chick and you're so into her and everything like that and all of a sudden there's a dick there and one of my buddies goes, I'll tell you something right now. I'll, I'll, I'm not kidding around. If, if I'm hot and heavy and things are going good and there's a dick, I might jerk it off. And I was just like, I was like, nah, man. Like, I, and, and I don't mean disrespect to it. Like, I don't know what your guys' take is on it, but like for me, it's like that's a game changer. Like, I, and they're like, well, no, but it's really a woman. You got to understand, it's a woman that has a dick. And I'm like, that doesn't make sense. It's not a woman that has a dick. It's a man that has a dick because those are the only people that are born with dicks. Then yes, they change their body with the testosterone and stuff. But I don't give a fuck who you are. Like, if I was ever hooking up with a woman and it gets hot and heavy and I'm aroused and everything is good, and some of them could look beautiful and disguise it good, but as soon as the like the dick comes in, then you're like, oh my god, that saliva was from a. Man. That's just me. I'm not being disrespectful. That's just me. But everyone's like arguing like it's different or is it, is it, I don't know how the transgender community looks at it, but I'm, I'm looking at it like is it that, that male organ would just kind of make my arousal, my arousal go down. That's all I'm saying. 
So I guess the question is, if it's hot and heavy, the woman's beautiful, you're vibing with her, everything is good. You know, there's no hair, no indication of a man, and oh, like Adam's apples down. You know, there's a chest, there's the whole deal, and just just beautiful, stunning, and everything, and it's hot and heavy, and you're like in all the way in, like buck naked, hard on, like just going, and then all of a sudden you felt like a little dick or balls, and they, you know, and they talked like a woman and stuff, like, and and this is something I learned. I found out that the fourth most watched porn is transsexual porn and no gay guys watch it. It's all straight guys. So there's a lot of, I guess, I guess, I don't know, but, or it's getting late. So <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm just saying, I, I listen, my, my whole thing is this. I have nothing against anybody, what they want to do, whatever you're into, you're into. It's just when, you know, when, if a dick, if I felt a dick, like what, I, I, it would freak me out. Like I think that would be the game changer. You know, if, if like, yeah. So, uh, I saw the Minions movie. There's a good transition. Saw the Minions movie with my son, and it got all these great reviews. I didn't love it. I didn't love it. I thought the Minions said some funny stuff. The theater was packed and sold out. There's another unacceptable I had. Here's my unac- Here's another unacceptable I had. The, the um, What's it called? The theater was like, yeah, there's not many seats. There's a few, but I think we'll get a couple together, and there wasn't. My son had to sit on my lap, which is bullshit. That's unacceptable. But the whole theater erupts and claps after the movie. It was all right, wasn't you know? Some minions said some funny stuff, and they did what they did. But it wasn't like a great story. I mean, I thought it was good, but it wasn't. It wasn't great. I would say your kids will love it though, so take them. But as far as like a lot of times, Pixar and Disney make it for the adult too, where you could enjoy it. And this one was this one was not uh, like that for me, at least. That's it, guys. Uh, the plugs for the week. I will be at the. Laugh Boston at the Westin on the waterfront in Boston, in Boston, Massachusetts next weekend, July 23rd through the 25th. Come out. It's going to be a blast. I'm working on a ton of new material, new stories, and uh, I'm really excited about it. So come out, Boston. It's going to be the shit, okay? Um, also, the before that, the day before I go to Boston, I will be headlining Levity Live. On the 22nd, Wednesday the 22nd. And then I go to Laugh Boston on Thursday the 23rd. So come to Levity Live the 22nd. And if you're out in Boston, the 23rd to the 25th, it's going to be great. We're going to have a good time. Um, for all other dates, go to paulverzi.com. Uh, I will be performing at the JFL 42 Just for Laughs Festival in um, Toronto in September. All the, all the updated stuff is on the website. And uh, the album will be out in a couple of weeks, guys. I'm really excited about it. We're finalizing all the all the sound is finalized this Saturday. And uh, the artwork and all that stuff is going to be done um, by the end of the weekend as well. So we're going to put it together. And this thing should be done uh, by, uh, well, I'm sorry. It will probably be, be released by August 15th, but maybe even before. That's what we're working on. Thank you. This has been the Verzi Effect Podcast. Please check out gonzofame.com where you can see all the great interviews that Dave Gavry did. Please, if you have any, any issues with um, a divorce or bankruptcy or debt settlement anywhere in the country, call my good friend John uh, Burton over at uh, Brookings Mediation. Talk to him. Get a free consultation on the phone, 877-415-7770. Tell him the Verzi Effect sent you, and you will get 30% off, much cheaper and just way better option with, with with stuff instead of going with um, lawyers and all this stuff. Please check out Brookings Mediation. Check that out. And obviously all things comedy. Check out the Verzi effect there. Until 
next week. I'm out of here. Take care, everybody, and have a great week.